Welcome back to episode 26 of the Vikes Verified Podcast. Vikings fans, we are back after a tough loss in week two against the Arizona back Cardinals. 34-33, last-minute field goal. Doesn't go our way, Matt. Uh, how many times have we seen this before in the past, and when will it stop? The kicking woes just don't end in Minnesota. Yeah, you, you got to feel for the Vikings after really putting together a gutsy performance on the road in Arizona and giving them all they had, really. Um you know, we Kirk and, and the team puts us in a position to win, and unfortunately our kicker misses. I know it's a team game, so it's more than, you know, just the kick, but it's still tough with our recent history with all the misses. just adds to the heartbreak, but it also adds to the motivation to, you know, really come back and bounce back after this because now we got a little three-game home stretch and uh, three to four, I think, actually. So it's time to get on a run here and get hot. Yeah, and you look at both our games this season, uh, total point differential lost by four points only. Uh, that's obviously tough we're one play away both games uh both games didn't go our way starting the season 0-2 does this make our first home game against seattle september 26th a must win game for the vikings you hate to say a must win in week three but it's it's uh just about as close as you can get right now with those two close losses I mean, we are so close to being two and zero, but the end of the day is it just doesn't it doesn't change the fact. So we really got to bounce back here. It's a tough opponent in Seattle, but they're coming off a loss against Tennessee. Defense looks like it can be beat. So I think it's going to be coming down to both defenses, and obviously our offense is going to have to produce. But overall, we need this win, and we need to get the ball rolling so that we get some momentum getting uh, when Cleveland comes into town. You're right, man. I would consider the Seattle Seahawks. Tell me if I'm wrong. I would consider them a bitter rival of the Minnesota Vikings after Russell Wilson being 7-0 and lifetime against the Minnesota Vikings. Fun fact, Justin Jefferson was in fourth grade the last time the Vikings beat the Seahawks. Mm. Shouts out to Dust Baker. Jeez. But a ridiculous stat there, and it seems like we always end up in Seattle every single year on the schedule. It is so nice to get them at home. How excited are you to feel that energy in the stadium? We know it's going to be packed. We know it's going to be loud. We know the sun's going to be setting about 7 o'clock, and hopefully it's setting to a Vikings victory. What do you see in Seattle this weekend? Do you think this is a winnable game? I do. Uh, like I said, I think uh, Titans show that they can be beat. They're a good squad, but they do have some holes. And I think it's going to be electric being back in the U.S. Bank. Last time Russell came to Minnesota at TCF, uh, he should have been beat, you know. But, of course, another kicking woe, heartbreak. Hate to see it wide left, but... It is just a, another game for us to come back and really show that we're a b good ball club. We showed that last week playing with Arizona, Damn keeping up with club. them. I think we're going to be uh, competing all game with Seattle, but it's just about finishing this game. We really have to just finish, not make mistakes, and really just not hurt ourselves too much. And we're going to need as many hands on deck as we can get against Seattle. Obviously a tough opponent. We look at the injury report this week. Looking like Anthony Barr's easing into more drill work, into more contact. List is limited on the injury report today. He says he thinks the worst of his knee injury is behind him. You look at Dalvin Cook did not practice at practice today, and Christian Derrissaw also easing his way back into the process, quoted by Darren Wolfson. It is not a matter of when he will play. 
or it is not a matter of if he will play. It is a matter of when he will play. So Christian Derrissaw looking Trending to get back on the, the right field direction. soon. Do you see Dalvin Cook not practicing as a problem? I know he kind of said, I mean, we expect him to be ready for Sunday, but do you think this is an issue that could be lingering? No, uh, Cook and Zimmer both said that, uh, you know, Zimmer's going to keep that workload going for him, and, and Cook said it was just kind of a stinger and that he's battling back. I think it's just a rest day for him. They're not trying to overwork him going into Sunday. I think they're going to ride him again, and uh, I think he's going to do well, just like he does most weeks. He's one of the, the best, if not the best, in the league. So I'm excited. I think he'll be okay, but it is, you know, something that I do kind of wish Jimmer would tail back a little bit just kind of based on week to week on how many carries he gets. I, I know we need him every each and every game, but it's something to watch just so we don't wear him out. I totally agree, and just making sure his gas gauge stays above that halfway mark. Um, he's proved in these first two weeks that he's as elite as they come. I'm totally fine with him not practicing this week. Get him all the rest he needs. We know he'll be ready for Sunday, and we know the adrenaline will kick in come game time, first home game in the stadium. Sounds I like think Everson he'll be feeling will be great. back, too. Yeah, it sounds like Everson will be back after that interesting car, car accident, accident, concussion combo Swerve there. The you hate to see that, but, I mean, Swerve. just terrible luck there, but happy to see him get back on the field this weekend we look at a couple key matchups seahawks versus vikings the first one i look at is who do you want up against dk metcalf man coverage on the outside do you trust patrick peterson or do you trust cam dansler i think it's gotta be i think it's gotta be p2 um i think his size really will be the reason why they put him up against metcalf um and i just think him being a veteran he's gonna be able to play him well uh, hopefully kind of have a couple tricks up his sleeve. And I think it's better to have Dantzler on a smaller guy like uh, Lockett or even Breland because they're a little bit probably faster than Peterson but not, uh, you know, as locked down. So that's going to be an interesting matchup for whoever's against Lockett, in my opinion, because they're going to have to make sure he doesn't catch these deep balls like he's been doing the first two weeks. But another good matchup is on the other flip side is for uh, Daniil Hunter going up against Brandon Shell, former New York Jets lineman that signed with the Seahawks this year. Gross. Uh, yeah, I think it's a very good matchup for Hunter and one that he's going to have to exploit for this Vikings defense to get after Wilson and keep him contained and not let him get outside the pocket. So I'm going to take Hunter on that uh, matchup there. But, Nick, what do you think about Carlos Dunlap versus our left tackle, Rashad Hill? Uh, Carlos Dunlap, veteran pass rusher. I'm not terribly worried about him at this stage of his career. I think this is a game that this Vikings O-line can come out and prove that we can be solid in pass protection. Everyone expected Chandler Jones to go four or five sacks against us. Everyone ex- expected J.J. Watt to do the same thing. And we stood in there and we had a pretty decent performance, especially in that first half of that game. So I think if we just settle in, get our pass protection under control, get some early wins, and pass chips. blocking, uh, let Kirk get the ball out. Yeah, setting up chips for Tyler Conklin and company. In pass protection, we need to be solid. Let these receivers make plays downfield. I think this is a defense that we can take advantage of. Look at Jamal Adams in that secondary. Uh, very lethal coming off the edge in a pass rush. More of a pass rushing safety, which is very rare in the league today. And then you pair him with Quandre Diggs. That's a pretty good tandem back there. Vikings receivers are going to have to operate, and I think it comes down to if K.J. Osborne and Adam Thielen can win in the slot against a couple of these safeties. I mean, Jamal Adams is not an elite cover safety by any means, so I think there are spots on this defense that we can definitely take advantage of. I'm not terribly worried about scoring on the Seattle Seahawks. I think the, the main concern is stopping the Seattle Seahawks and stopping Tyler Lockett, D.K. Metcalf, not letting Russell extend those plays, making him get the ball out quick. 
I think it's a good matchup for this Vikings defensive front. Looking at a weaker O-line, Seattle's neglected their O-line for years, kind of builds their team similar to how we like to build it, except with a more elite quarterback. So I think this is a game that the front can really get after them. Daniil Hunter, Sheldon Richardson, DJ Wanham, Nick Vigil up the middle, Anthony Barr if he's back. What do you see in this defensive front that makes it an advantage for us, and how do we keep Wilson under control? Well, I think you're going to see a lot of double-A and blitzes, uh, more exotic packages. I mean, we saw a lot of that last time, or usually when we play Russell. And, and we have success in kind of slowing him down early. It's it's about finishing in the second half, really, when he heats up. Um, I think we need to just make sure that this isn't a shootout type of game and that it's a lower scoring. We want to control the pace, hopefully have Delvin, you know, successful in the run game. I'd like to see Madison get going a little bit this yeah. week, too. And I think Jefferson, you know, you look at last year, uh, week three, popped off. I think he has another good week three here and has a really good chance to make some big plays over the top and and I think is due for another big one. I mean, he scored two touchdowns, but he's a playmaker every week, and I know that he's looking to make some plays over the top. Yeah, and just imagine the stadium erupting when Jefferson makes that big play on Sunday. How much of a difference do you think it means to these players that we're in front of a home crowd finally and we can get that home crowd energy? I feel like, in my opinion, they're just itching to make more plays because they want to celebrate. They want to feel that energy. Uh, what do you think the home field advantage is like for us this week? You know, I think everyone's just excited to be back. It's been a long time coming, but at the end of the day, um, it's going to be a huge factor for us on defense. That's what I think is really going to be the huge difference is having that electric crowd back, you know, maybe causing some false starts, timeouts, things of that nature to really help our defense, you know, uh, ball out. But the other thing is, is that a lot of these guys – second year first year aren't used to a full crowd like we usually have so they got to really compose themselves and not let it get um them distracted and kind of uh you know away from what the real goal is of beating the seattle seahawks so they got to come composed and ready to play because it's going to be a real one and finally we're back with the full crowd it's going to be absolutely electric electricity we are expecting tons, tons of it, of it. As experienced as a quarterback as Russell Wilson is, I think it's going to be a totally different experience for him coming into this stadium. He's never played here. He's used to having us go on the road, go up to Seattle. And that's obviously a hostile environment, you know, 12th man, all that garbage they like to say up there. But he's never been to this stadium. He remembers TCF Bank Stadium where we really outplayed him the whole game. It came down to a field goal, and in typical Vikings fashion, we missed it. But... I think this is a game where he gets flustered. If we get after him early, get an early sack or two. Hunter is building momentum right now. He's got a good, favorable matchup this week. We get after him in pass rush, and we just control this game on defense. I think once that momentum in the stadium gets going, it's going to be hard to get to stop. Yeah, I think that's why it's huge for us to get a hot or hot start early. That that momentum with that crowd is really going to build and, and have us drive even more. So. It's crucial, really, for us to get a good start. I wouldn't be surprised to see Zimmer take the ball and receive just to get, you know, maybe the offense rolling and get that crowd behind that defense early on. Yes, sir. Diving into our fantasy minute here, I'm going to ask Nick, you know, two players that he might start or sit from the Seahawks team. I'm going to start him off with Gerald Everett, tight end. Gerald Everett, former L.A. Ram, coming up to Seattle. Him versus safeties, him versus Harrison Smith, uh, new safety Xavier Woods has looked solid. I do not think this is a favorable matchup for Gerald Everett. I think 
Russell does do a good job getting the ball to tight ends, but especially in a hostile environment like this, I just don't see him getting a ton of room to operate, to be honest. I think Harrison Smith's all over him. I think the backers do a great job walling him. Eric Kendricks, Barfy's playing. Nick Vigil's been good in coverage. I am leaving Everett on the bench this week. How about the guy in the backfield of Chris Carson? Chris Carson, definitely a tough runner, hardworking guy. Once again, we're just taking the hometown stance here, and this may have some implications as to why I'm 0-2 in fantasy so far. But <laughs> Same. It's been a rough I'm going to go ahead board. and leave him on the bench as well because I think Vikings run defense, like we said, this is a huge opportunity for our defensive front to take advantage, stopping the run, uh, stopping the short pass. I just don't see him having a ton of room. I think he might go for 70 yards. He might find the end zone once, but, I mean, Nothing crazy. I think that's his ceiling this game, leaving him on the bench. And moving over to you, a couple tough ones. A uh, popular pickup for a lot of people in leagues, This, especially after this last week. How do you feel about starting or sitting K.J. Osborne, emerging wide receiver three for the Vikings? Well, I was one of those guys that scooped up Osborne. Had to pair him with my boy Jay Swoopy. Jettas. But, you know, it's tough for me to double up on Jay Jettas and Osborne, but it's real tempting, I'll tell you that much. But I will say for anyone who did pick him up and is looking for a flex, wide receiver three, depending on how your league is laid out, I think he's definitely worth it. He's had multiple targets each game, has been praised by the head coach, offensive coordinator, players, and he's shown it on big plays, catching huge fourth down throws and that big touchdown last week. So I think he's a definite playmaker and someone that's getting a, a huge target share in our offense that needs a definite start. I love that play. Just missed him in my league on the auction. So. It's a bummer, but if you're looking for a flex this week, KJ might be a good place to look. Looking on the defensive side of things, Matt, uh, on my team, both my teams current, re- currently rostering Vikings defense, do you think it's time for me to hit the waiver wire, pick someone up, or you trust the Vikings defense against Russell Wilson and the high-powered Seahawks offense? Yeah, it pains me to say I love our defense to pieces, and I think we will have a good performance. Pieces, folks. But uh, I just I know Russell Wilson's electricity and what he can do in that offense and lead the team down the field. So I expect him to have a couple touchdowns. You know, it's going to be a competitive game throughout, but it might be a little more high scoring. And if it trends that way, then I think the Vikings defense is a sit. I mean, it it comes down to. What are your options on the waiver wire? Because if you've got a, a, a matchup against a rookie QB, bottom five offense, you got to probably take that. But yes, if you don't got anything else, throw the Vikings out. They're going to make plays still. Eric Hendricks is going to be a ball, or Daniel's going to get sacks. We've got potentials for interceptions. So I'm not saying it's the worst start at all. It's definite. I think they're right in the starting conversation, but it just comes down to, at the end of the day, what do you got for options? Yeah, and I think just being the fan that I am, I think I'm going to leave them in. I Both like leagues it. this week, like you know, it. bring the energy, play a little factor in it, a little crowd noise. So uh, excited for them to make plays for me again. Looking more at the statistical side of things, I'm going to throw some numbers at you, throw some stats at you. I want you to respond with an over-under. We'll start you off with quarterback Russell Wilson, over-under 300 yards passing. I'm going to say just under. I'll give him 280, 275. I think he has a couple touchdowns. But I think the Vikings are going to really emphasize the deep pass and not letting you know guys like Tyler Lockett, DK and Metcalf, Metcalf get behind us and try to keep it in front of us and really just tackle well and hopefully get after Wilson. I just think uh, I think Carson, you know, might sneak in a touchdown or two too to take away from uh, Russell's somewhat yards and stuff. So I'm going to go under 300. 
I like that too. I think he'll operate more in the short passing capacity due to our cornerbacks maybe playing a little bit more soft coverage on guys like Metcalf and Lockett. So I like that. Another one I'm going to hit you with here on the Viking side of things, KJ Osborne over or under seven targets. I'm going to go bold here and say over again. Um, he gets a heavy target share. He's had, I believe, seven and nine targets. And last week he had a touchdown. A lot of defenses are putting emphasis on Jefferson and Thielen, obviously. Yep. It's really so that opens up a up huge opportunity for Osborne to just garner targets and, sh- and really a target share in that offense. So I expect him to get right around seven, maybe eight. Um, who knows? But I think he, his track record trends in the right direction for over. Love it. I'm going to switch it over to you, though, and give it to our guy, Kirk Cousins, over or under two passing touchdowns. Okay, Kirk's on a heater right now, and this is immediate for me to say slam the over button. I like Kirk Cousins for at least three touchdowns in this game. Once again, home crowd, you know he's motivated. He played well last week. Uh, Really did a good job stepping up and taking those yards rushing when he needed to, and I think that's something that really opens up our passing game. So. I'm going to go over two touchdowns for Kirk Cousins. Uh, look for him in the three to four range. And we'll flip it to the defense for you. Over under 10 tackles for Eric Kendricks. Well, Eric Kendricks, uh, heat-seeking missile at the middle linebacker spot, has been nursing a little bit of a hip issue, a little bit of a lower body ailment, but you watch the way this guy shows up every Sunday and the way he runs sideline to sideline. You don't think he's going to be feeling the juice in U.S. Bank Stadium on Sunday. Book Eric Kendricks at 12 tackles plus. And we'll finish off with a little betting over under here. What would you say about 52 and a half? I'm going to keep it under. I think we're going to be right in the 49 to 50 range there. Um, I think this is going to be a 24-21 type game. I don't see it getting to too much of a shootout. I think there's going to be a lot of defense played in this game. And I think that now, you know, two weeks into the season, you got some more film on offenses. I think schematically we're going to have some more things dialed up on the defensive side. So I see it on the lower scoring half. I'm going to go with the under. Love to hear it. All right, Matt, coming back at you. Seahawks turnovers over or under two? I think it's under. Um, I think Kirk has shown a good ability to not turn the ball over a ton in the first two games and really keep a good control uh, other than Dalvin's fumble. I really think that, you know, they'll get one most likely. Um, but I think it's, you know, if anything, it'd be a push there at two. So I don't think they get anything above that. So I'm going to go under and hope that the Vikings, you know, really hold on to the ball and control that clock. And you know that's going to be a point of emphasis this week, just taking care of the football, uh, whether you're a running back, you're a receiver, you're a fullback, you're a quarterback. Got to hold on to the ball. They say ball security is what, Matt? That would be called job security. Finishing off with our final predictions for this heated matchup with the Seattle Seahawks coming into town. Let's go. How do you see us faring in this matchup, Nick? Well, as I previously said, I'm going to stay locked in at 24-21 Vikings. I think some poetic justice is in order. We win. Game-winning field goal, Greg Joseph. As time expires, we take back our dignity as a decent field goal kicking team and get some revenge for Blair Walsh's mishap in the playoffs against the Seahawks. We all know the history. Book it, 24-21 Vikes. First win of the season at home, and the crowd goes wild. I am going to go with the win as well for the Vikings. First one at home. I think that home crowd is going to be huge for us. I'll go with the final score of 27 to 20. 
Uh, I think the Vikings pull away here and find a way at the end just enough. It's it's obviously not. I don't think it's going to be a blowout in any sense, but uh, just being back at home, I think they find a way to finish this week, and, it, and it's really in a must-win situation. And we like to call it a must-win, like you said. It's not great to be calling it a must-win this early in the season, but I think to really get this train back on the tracks, it's going to take a win this week, and it's hard for this team knowing how talented we are and how close we were in those first two games to getting a win. But, you know, you just can't look back at that stuff now. we got to look ahead, get ready for Russell Wilson coming to town. This is a motivated team, and, hey, we're going to stick it to him on Sunday. As for the rest of the NFL, though, we're going to bring you some locks of the week. Nick, who's your lock? My lock this week is a very recent opponent for the Vikings, the Arizona Cardinals, playing against the Jacksonville Jaguars this week. Uh, to be honest, I'm just not a big Urban Meyer fan, and I just don't think this team is going to be very good this year. And we saw Arizona. That's a legitimate team. And I think they had some things they needed to clean up as well, so I'm looking for Arizona to dominate Jacksonville. Arizona's my lock of the week. My lock of the week is going to be the Denver Broncos over the New York Jets. I think the uh, Broncos' D overpowers Zach Wilson again, and they just don't have enough horse po- horsepower to keep up with Teddy Two Gloves. So my lock will be the Denver Broncos. I'm a big fan of Cortland Sutton there. You look at what he did last game. I think the Broncos are legitimate. As Vikings fans, I'm always going to have a, a soft spot for Teddy, too. always want to see him succeed. So Ball out. I love that pick. But what I love even more is Vikings Vikings football, football. This, Sunday, this Sunday. U.S. US Bank, Bank Stadium, Stadium, home opener for the Vikings. We know the kind of energy it's going to be in there. Can't wait to experience it. Can't wait to bring you guys live updates. What are we feeling like this Sunday? I know the anticipation's building. Tell me where you're at emotionally right now, Matt. I am absolutely fired up and anxious at the same time. It's been a long time coming for everyone to get back in that stadium at full capacity and full noise. It's going to be knocking the roof off damn near, and it's going to be electric. So catch us at the game, like you said, bringing you live updates. We're going to be tapped in there live, hoping for a W week three against the big-time opponent in Seattle Seahawks. It's time for us to strap up and get a W. Let's go. Let's get one skull. Skull.